Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everyone. Thanks for dropping by. My name is Kristen Ashley, and this is The Division, Fightful's podcast dedicated to women's wrestling. Uh, bi weekly, I'll be joined by a rotating pool of panelists to discuss women's wrestling news, matches, uh, debate topics, whatever we decide to uh, pull out for that particular episode, whatever's relevant. I'm very excited for this episode. Uh, we have our first timer on a Fightful podcast, Harmony Cox. She's a writer Ooh. for Daily DDT and co-host of Head Over Heels, uh, which is a women's wrestling and pop culture podcast. Uh, now you can say hello to the audience. Yes. I'm sorry I got excited. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, and you should know my other panelist by now. He's on almost every Fightful podcast uh, in existence. Uh, and host the Mr. Warren Hayes show multiple times weekly. Why don't you acknowledge the folks, Warren? Hello, folks. It's me, Mr. Warren Hayes. And hello, <laughs> Kristen. And hello, Harmony. It's a pleasure to be here. That's great. Uh, like every episode, we'll discuss uh, a few news stories that have stood out. And then this week, we'll actually touch on Women's History Month, as well as predict the loving fast lane. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, first, I just want to talk about what seems to be in the news everywhere is Ronda Rousey works herself into a damn shoot. And there'll be a lot of people out there who say that, no, it's WWE. They're, they're just telling her to act like this. No, they're not. She's legitimately act like she's working herself into a shoot for real. She, there's been multiple people that have come out and uh, spoke on that. Diva Dirt had sources that said she was legitimately mad. Fightful had sources that said she wasn't acting um, WWE would never have given her permission to say some of the things that she has, uh, you know, and then there's been other people she's worked with, um, over the years who have come out and said, no, this is typical Rhonda. I'm not going to go into all the news stories because we don't have 14 hours, but, uh, you know, it started with the, the feud with Becky Lynch on Twitter. Then it, then it went to, well, I don't need WWE. I don't need this job. Um, and then there was comments on, you know, wrestling being fake. <laughs> she went out and said the F word. And now we've got this ultimate heel turn. But before we get to this weird heel turn, I want to hear your, I want to hear your thoughts on this harmony, because I'm really interested in what you, what you think about Rhonda in the past couple weeks. I guess like 
My main thought about Rhonda is that I'm very confused about what she's trying to accomplish, and I mostly just like wish she would stop. <laughs> right. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I don't, I don't think she's good at this. I don't think she's good at professional wrestling. I don't think she's good at doing a character. I don't think she's good in the ring. Um, her heel turn was actually what I was looking forward to because it seemed like it would be more kind of in line with her personality and what she was comfortable with. So I thought maybe like some of her discomfort and awkwardness came from the fact she was being a face and she just wasn't very suited to it. And, you know, we, we've seen that with wrestlers where they try to take on a persona or another and it's not a good fit. So I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. And now her heel turn is just somehow even been worse. And I don't like, I don't understand it. I just, I wish she would stop that. That's where I'm at with Rhonda. Now you said you were like looking at her videos yeah. Yeah. So to prepare for um, this, I watched her videos. I watched her YouTube channel, and I'm like so tired of Rhonda and so annoyed with her that I watched them through a VPN. So like, <laughs> because I do not want to reward her bad behavior with clicks. <laughs> Sorry, She's like a child. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like no, no, no attention for you, Rhonda. And. <laughs> If you've watched the video where she went on her latest, like, F-bomb wrestling isn't real rant, like, it's so weird because Natalia is in the beginning of the video. Like, they're eating cheesesteaks together, they're hanging out, they seem to be having fun, and then later on, Rhonda is, like, I guess she's, a, I think she's in a hotel room, and she's wearing a she's wearing an RKO sweatshirt, it looks like a Randy Orton shirt, she talks about how excited she is that the Shield reunited, and then she immediately pivots into, oh, by the way, wrestling is bullshit, and you're all assholes for watching it. It's like, what? <sighs> like, what? Are, what is happening here, Ronda Rousey? Well, you is know, it, you, it, you sort of, you know, kind of wonder, you know, if she wants to say that, you know, when you think about it, you know, she has a history of calling stuff fake, right? You know, wrestling is fake. Sandy Hook was fake. Yeah. <laughs> that was my controversial hot take. Oh, I was like, what, why are you pausing after that? You thought it was true. Like, I didn't know it was a hot take. That's just accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's just actually happened. Um, that's, that's called news. Um, I, maybe maybe the cheesesteaks, like, settled wrong. Because I've been in that boat. You know, like, your stomach doesn't feel well. And you just say things that are dumb later on. Who knows? I think it's very counterintuitive. I think, like... You know, if WWE is actually now they might be buying into it, right? Because now it's already happened and they can't erase what's already been put out there. So maybe they're just like, okay, now let's just roll with it. But like, it seems very counterintuitive to be a wrestler and say, don't watch wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> or, or to be buying into this gimmick and then say, you know, these gimmicks are fake, right? They're just written. Like, well, first off, duh. Anybody who's older than like six understands uh, kayfabe. They know what's going on. But it just seems very counterintuitive to even let her talk at this point. Now, I believe it was on her own, right? It was on, like, Ronda on the Road or some shit where she said all this stuff. So maybe they don't have, uh, like, territory over that part of her life. Maybe they can't say anything about it. But it seems very, as a human being with any brains about business or a job, it seems very counterintuitive to say, don't buy my product, even though I want to survive and eat. Yeah, like and, her whole. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just I just wanted to say that it, it it's even you know it's even stranger when you are holding the top title in the in the company. You know, you 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 can argue 
you can argue about the Raw or SmackDown's uh, title, you know, which is bigger. But I think right now, you know, there's no there's no question that the Raw, the Raw Women's title is much, much bigger. It is the flagship of the women's division right now. So it's really weird to have your champion come out and say, mm-hmm, and start, you know, and, and, and bitching about it. Right. Yeah, it's um, and it's there's this weird underlying assumption that we want wrestling to be real. Like, I don't want people to actually get killed in the ring. I don't, I want the tables to be worked. I don't want people to actually get punched in the face. I don't want anyone to get their arm broken because I'm not a monster. I don't know right. why Rhonda thinks we're all going to be shocked by the idea they're not actually punching each other. Everybody knows that. Nobody, there, there's MMA. There are places we can see that. We watch wrestling for a different thing. And the fact that she fixates on the fact that it's not real and think it's going to be like this super awesome burn against the WWE audience, to me, it just indicates that she doesn't really get what she's doing. Well, and that's the point, right? When you, you mentioned MMA. So, right. So maybe she's not, I mean, the audience is not the same. It, there could be crossover, but the majority of wrestling, that the fan base is not an MMA fan base. And we know the difference. So if you're, like, selling to us like you would to an MMA audience, don't, because we're not the same audience. We realize that there's a difference. Do I want somebody to actually get knocked out in MMA? Yeah, of course, because that's, that's what it's built upon. I don't really want anybody to actually get a, a cement brick thrown at their head in wrestling like they, that one guy did. You know, I, I don't want that to happen because you could die. Um, that That's the difference, and you're right. And I think that's where she really could have benefited from extra time training and maybe promo school or just <laughs> going to NXT before being thrown right into raw because Baszler's picked up on it. There are other even male MMA fighters who have picked up on this coming into WWE. Um, and I would, I would argue that Duke and Shafir are also getting that, that training and that build up to realize that there is a huge difference. And, you know, people use that for an excuse. Well, she's new. Okay, well, I understand that's not her fault. But she could just close her mouth once in a while and she would probably be fine, I would say. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot that has to go. There's, there's a lot uh, that has to do with personality as well. You know, like, um, even though, like, <clears throat> I, have, I have no doubt that she really, really likes wrestling, that she's always been a wrestling fan. I have no doubt about it. You know, uh, that I'm not putting into question. But, you know, at some point, you, you know, there's certain behavior, there's certain public behavior that we've seen Ronda Rousey done do before that we're seeing here again. And, you, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, she completely choked on Raw, right? <laughs> when she when she had uh, she had promo time, she just stood there. The audience was heckling the hell out of her. She, like she was she just completely froze. That's not that's one part seasoning, but it's also one part personality. That means that she. At, from the get-go, she takes this perhaps a bit too more, a way, a way too bit more seriously than she should, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Misha Tate recently said that um, you know she, she's fought Misha Tate uh, in UFC before, right? The she's uh, a, a female MMA fighter. She recently said that she knows uh, that Ronda that this got under Rousey's skin for real. The whole Becky Lynch Twitter situation. You know, uh, she said that, you know, you don't Rhonda doesn't like it when you talk about her family, even if it's joking. She doesn't have a sense of humor. Uh, what else did she say? Uh, that she's not used to be to play by the rules. She's used to do her own thing. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of what we've seen 
that that has a lot to do with her personality. And I don't know how much conditioning can really change that, especially if you're Ronda Rousey, where you've been in a hype bubble, you know, where you've been touted as this phenomenon and you're being brought into WWE. WWE, excuse me, as a phenomenon, you're like, at some point, I'd figure that your ego takes over and you're like, well, treat me like a phenomenon, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but that being said, I really do believe that, like you said, Christian, uh, Christian, Kristen. I'm sorry. Next next division podcast, we fire Warren Hayes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God. I still have one more left. Yeah, Um, you're already on there. You got to get recorded, so... (laughs) But what Kristen said about, you know, WWE running, you know, just rolling with it at this point, I really do believe that's what they're doing Uh, because I honestly believe their plan was to have her be the penultimate baby face right into WrestleMania and to have her face off against a strong heel, perhaps a Charlotte Flair at the, but the, 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 the monkey wrench here, the, Sand in the gears, if you, if you may, is mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. She's the one who, you know, her organic turn, uh, her popularity just derailed those plans. And let's not forget that that's one of the reasons, if not the main re- reason, why she derailed, why uh, Ronda uh, uh, choked a couple of weeks ago on Raw is because people were were chanting for Becky much louder than anything else. And she was trying to talk and they were booing her because they wanted Becky. And she didn't know how to deal with it. She had to follow the script. She had to follow the plan, whatever, but she didn't know how to deal with it. Two weeks later, she turns. I don't think there's a mystery here. I think it's really like, well, screw it. Let's just, let's just turn her into a, let's just turn her into a, a heel. Yeah. And I, I mean, we haven't really talked a lot about the main question was whether or not she's faking it or if she's actually this upset because I think we all believe she's actually this upset. I think the evidence is pretty heavy. But there are plenty of people who saw this turn and instead of saying this is proof that WWE was not really in touch with their audience and instead like decided to switch up the whole storyline last second, they said, see, no, this is, see, it was all part of their plan. No. No, no. I don't, it wasn't. I mean, how many do you agree? Do you think that it was a part of the plan or not? I I think that they are just, I think they're just dealing with the Ronda they have instead of the Ronda they want. I think you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, That's very well put. Yeah. But I also think like a lot of this comes down to WWE. Like you guys said, pushing her before she was ready. Like they, they knew Ronda was a snake when they picked her up, you know? Yeah. None of this stuff is secret about Ronda Rousey. If they, if they really thought, that she was going to be this compliant sweetheart face like for her entire run on raw right up to wrestlemania that's dumb and that was on them they chose to push her out of developmental they chose not to put her on nxt they they made her the raw women's champion like basically immediately i i think that they're just rolling with it but it's also just like i don't understand how they didn't see this coming it I don't think it's fake, but I'm also just baffled by the fact that nobody realized this was going to happen to begin with, I guess. It makes me wonder if Rhonda actually had that as part of her original contract, that she didn't want to be in developmental. Oh, absolutely. Even Matt Riddle, like you look at his backgrounds, and I just saw his, I, on the network, he has some um, like documentary on his, his coming to WWE and, and NXT, and he even had this years build up before he even really got to NXT. So it makes no sense 
shocked me why they would not do that because they've done it with almost every other single one. It's just that. I think I have an answer for that, and I don't think it has anything to do whether Ronda wanted it or not. I think WWE didn't want her in NXT. Like, she, you know, her her name value still has a lot of weight in that tasty, sumptuous, moist, melt-in-your-mouth mainstream media attention, right? (laughs) Um, And and that's what WWE always craves for. That's what they want, you know? Uh, I've said this before. I'll say it again. WWE does not perceive itself as a wrestling promotion. They are a media company. So the more that they are able to break into the media and actually get some coverage, well, then they can... um, it, It just proves their point that they are beyond just wrestling. They can attract stars like Ronda Rousey, who is a who's a crossover star as well, who's a household name. It would make, like, honestly, especially at the amount of money that they were paying her, it would make no sense to send her down to NXT and have her season herself while being paid the salary that she is. I'm pretty sure that this has, I, I'm, I'm not sure that this is on her. I think it's more on the company. Uh, that they just wanted, they just wanted to uh, to put her in the uh, mm-hmm. on main roster as soon as possible. I wouldn't. I would disagree. I. I mean, she's an adult, right? Yes, you haven't had training, but you know, you know what to not to say. Okay, you know. I know. But then and you have it. Vi- go ahead, go Kristen. Ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, no, no. It's fine. It's your show. <laughs> That's right. Um, like you, like, like you said before, this isn't just, you know a couple like random instances this is her whole personality so going into it she has to have some sort of self-awareness like you can't just you can't just throw somebody in there and be like well it's on the company they threw her in there no it's also on her as well like she's an adult she shouldn't be babysat she shouldn't have to be censored it's on both of them i think and i i think it wraps it up to to this last point i want to make on ronda because i don't want to spend an hour on ronda please is yeah. <laughs> Will this then lead to her leaving for at least a break uh, contractually after WrestleMania? Lauren, I know you're dying to talk, so go for it. Thank you. Where? I mean, where does this leave her uh, contractually speaking? Um, well, I mean, after WrestleMania, do you think she's going to take a break? What do you, what do you think, think she should happen with it? Yeah. Like, I think she should, like, regardless of whether the rumors are, oh, she wants to start a family or whatever, uh, that that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Um, I, I, ju- I, you know, if I were if if I were her, I would take a nice break. Uh, you know, wrestling fans have a tendency to miss people when they're not around. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, XY's return. So it would just be beneficial for her to just be off the cameras for a little while. Take some time off. Let the uh, the women of the division do whatever they have to do in the meantime. Then eventually come back. But I, you, she's prime for a little time off. A little time off of the cameras. I think the uh, I think the media attention is getting to her right now. Harmony, do you agree? Yeah, I think the thing for Rhonda that would really I think the thing that would really help her at this point is for her to take that break after WrestleMania and just not do house shows, not do anything, just be off TV until Shayna and the other four horsewomen are ready to come up and then bring them back as a stable. 
because I just I don't think she can handle the spotlight by herself. But if you look at the way Shayna's developed, she's much better at dealing with the WWE crowd. She's much like I, I just think Shayna needs that spot or I need I think Rhonda needs that spotlight spread out to more people. I think she needs more support like she shouldn't be in there by herself. And I think if they can set up like the MMA four horsewomen versus the NXT four horsewomen, if that can be like the next plot arc she's involved in, I think that would be much better. And it'll also give her some opportunity to kind of like shift back, spend some more time in the background and maybe learn not how to take all of this so personally. And also, you know, then we have Charlotte in there. We have the other kind of like magnetic big WWE personalities like Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, like... Things will be a little more balanced, I think, if she can just hold back until they're ready to launch that. And Harmony, I mean, isn't it wild to think, though, that in in an, in, a, in an instance where the, you know, it's four horsewomen versus four, four horsewomen, that isn't it wild to think that Shayna Baszler would take a back seat to Ronda Rousey at this point in, you know, in the world of in, in the world of professional wrestling? Because Shayna's so good and she's grown into it so easily and 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 her character is perfect like everything she does is outstanding it's so weird don't you think it's weird to think of her as being second banana to Rhonda? i do think it's weird but i think that the thing with shana is i think she could actually help Rhonda out a lot because like i mean shana was also a wrestler before she went to wwe she wrestled in stardom she wrestled in aiw like she knows how to handle these crowds. She knows how to do stuff. I don't think she should have to take the backseat to Ronda. I don't I don't think that at all. But I think because of the way that WWE is playing this, that's what's going to happen. Well, no, I that's it. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, she should be the face of the company as far as I'm concerned. Shayna Baszler forever. Shayna Baszler's face on a blimp. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at. But <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I um, I'm a Shayna Baszler fangirl. I'll admit it. And I think you're right, Harmony. I think if she was to come back when those other three have made their way up, and that she left as a heel, and that was her return as a heel, that I think fans would be really into that. And they might be more favorable on her down the road if she was just to appear like we all want her to appear um, and all, all need her to appear. But we'll, we're, we're going to stop with Rhonda because <laughs> uh, I, I think we're done with Rhonda for, for right now. Um, we'll go on to the second news story. Uh, this last week, WOW, Women of Wrestling, had a conference um, – I will go on record that I knew this prior to them announcing it because I just want everybody to know that. That I knew, <laughs> I knew, I was told by people within the company, I won't name names to be nice, but I was told by people within the company that um, they were going to be renewing a second season. Uh, and then I had told Sean that, who then put it on site to select, uh, subscribe, $5 a month. And uh, so, so they had this media call. It was open to fans and to press. Uh, a couple notable things about it was, again, the second season on um, Access. Uh, they are going to do 24 episodes. Uh, I believe they said they're going to split it into 12 and 12. So it's going to be like a fall return and then a spring return. Um, they are going to have a tag team tournament to determine tag titles next next season. As well as I, they somebody had asked him specifically, David McLean, the uh promoter if he was going to add any more belts besides those two and he said no which i had asked him that before they had even started up on this season and they had said he had said no um and the reasoning was the same that he doesn't want to uh create filler 
and create titles just to create titles that he believes that the one title should have a meaning to it. He doesn't want a TV title or a North American title, or he just wants one title um, for a singles competitor. Uh, I, I just want to make a comment <laughs> that during this media call, fans and journalists were allowed to put in questions and uh, there were a few female fans where questions were taken from, but there were no women journalists or women's wrestling websites that were taken, uh, questions were taken from. And I just thought that was very disappointing. I just wanted to note that. Um, nobody from their PR team has contacted me about it yet. Um, but I, I just think it's kind of a shame. But what I really want to focus on um, is, you know, what your thoughts were for the season. Harmony, did you watch WoW at all? So... I watched as much of it as I could. Unfortunately, I don't have the cable channel that it comes on. So I had to watch bits and pieces as I was able. Um, That being said, what I watched, I really enjoyed. Like, I was really excited for a while before it started. I I was very disappointed that I couldn't follow the season as closely as I wanted to. Um, What I saw was great. Like, the production value is good. The, The roster that they have for a while is amazing. There are so many great names on there. Like if you're going to build a division around anybody, build it around Tessa Blanchard. Like they have Kira Hogan, they have Holodead, they have Willow Nightingale, who's an indie person I really love. And I've been waiting for her to make it big. So like what I've seen has been great. It's like kind of campy. It's fun. Um, It's, it is a wrestling program you could watch with your kids, but it's not like boring or overly silly. Like I, I was, I really enjoyed what I was able to see. I just wish I could have watched more of it, I guess. Uh, Warren, did you, I know you're in Canada. (laughs) Did you watch any, were you able to watch any of it? Yes, I was. (laughs) Yay. Um, yay. Um, uh, The, uh, I think the smartest move that WoW did was to get Tessa Blanchard on the roster. That was fantastic. And her, uh, her feud with Santana Garrett was uh, extraordinary. And they had a great match together as well um, for the, uh, for the title. Uh, And, um, you know, I, I knew getting into this, I knew getting into it, I knew what, what to expect, you know, the, 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 you know, the very, you know, the, the level of camp is, is fine, you know, but I still have like some issues with just some of the, you know, some of the characters being a little too much on the nose, you know, like uh, Stephanie Smart, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, who dresses up like a librarian, you know, the disciplinarian who has a yeah. paddle. You know, I'm like, yeah. uh, okay, like I get it, I get it's the camp factor, but it also it also feels just a little out of place these days. And the one thing I think I would, um, like, if we're talking just about gimmicks to begin with, just gimmicks, you know, there, and we've talked about this on previous occasions of the of the division. Uh, you know, I I'd like I'd like them to be a little more sensitive. Let's put it that way about certain yeah. issues, you yeah. know, Princess Ozzy coming to the ring with her, you know, with her tribe of men, uh, the Dejuridus, and the and I'm, ah, I, it kind of makes me uncomfortable, really, you know, the yeah. white, the white blonde princess surrounded by her retinue of Aboriginal loincloth men, you know, it's mm-hmm. it it just feels really strange. Um, and, and well, not, you know, not to take anything that, you know, not to take anything away from Jesse Jones as well. You know, I get what they're trying to do, but it's also, 
you know, there, there would be a way to, to do a conservative Southern redneck type character without being so uh, blatant into really drilling into very real and burning uh, social issues in the United States. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. There would be a way to pull it off without being, you know, on the nose again so so harshly. But that being said, I mean, they have a roster of women, which is fantastic. I mean, I mean uh, you know, uh, Cobra Moon is is there as well, right? Um, uh, Thunder Rosa is, uh, yeah. uh, she, yep. and she's yep. fantastic. Kira Hogan, uh, Eye Candy, who was, I remember, what, she was on the first episode, right? She was on the first show, and I, I think, you know, she blew everyone away. I think she's injured right now, though. Yeah, uh, yeah that's Willow, she's got a neck injury, so she's going to be out for like the next year, which is a huge bummer. Yeah. Which is a shame. And then, of course, the Beast, yes. who's who is a beast, and she's a thrill to look at. And Jungle Girl, who's you know a legend as well. I mean, they've got so many fantastic women there. Uh, and at some point, you could you could just l- let the women be women instead of tacking on such ridiculous gimmicks and some circumstances some some work you know uh mm-hmm. you know some work others not so much yeah i i, I honestly that's that's on david mclean he oh no <laughs> he's he's semi-stuck in the 80s um he wants it to be fun and campy and then focus on entertainment or focus on excuse me the athletic part of it and and he did a little bit better you know this time around he did he he got real athletes you know, and, and not to say that his women before were not athletes, but he got some fantastic wrestlers. He did get Tessa Blanchard, Kiera Hogan, Jessica Havoc, Thunder Rosa, you know. But he also has women that have been on the roster for a while that are finally finally getting to shine. Amber O'Neill, Barbie mm-hmm. Hayden, um, you know, all, all those women. Um, and then he's also hiring people like Sarah Wolf, who was Razor on the show who has a very clear talent as a character. And she's made that a point of pride when I had my interview with her, that she really, really likes the character part of it. And it shows because her promos, man, are killer. They're like some of the best promos in the business. Um, I'm going to spill a little bit of tea. I won't be very specific here. But I, in one of my interviews, I did speak with a wrestler who had complaints about her character and had said it to David McLean. And David had basically not budged um that's you know he 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 makes it a point of pride to say that the characters are based off the real woman and in a lot of cases they are but there are some cases where i think he just wants to make make a superhero quote unquote and so he wants to make it bigger than life and so when the women have complaints well this isn't really me you're not really representing me he's not really willing to budge on that character so much. I think he really does focus a lot on the character part of it, as opposed to the actual women. And that's why I wanted to have these interviews with them. Cause I wanted to show our readers and our listeners like, Hey, these are real wrestlers that have been around for a long time. And have done some fantastic things even outside of wow. Um, I think improvements, let's talk improvements. So next season, um, I, they've already said that they don't want, in a, more than an hour long. And I think that's a shame. Um, Axis has wanted to keep them with an hour. They wanted to keep it within an hour. And I think that's, that's selling a product. That's 
that's so that you come back next week for more. That's what that is. Um, I find that such a shame because last night and their season finale, they had Jessica Havoc versus Tessa Blanchard. And that fight should have been given at least 15 minutes. And I think it was given less than 10. And that's a shame. Like, let these women shine. Give them time to run around the ring. Give us time to really invest in their characters as well. Because we're not given time to invest in their characters. It's like, oh, here's the disciplinarian. And they're making jokes at the commentary table about, oh, I bet you'd like to get spanked with that paddle. (laughs) Yeah. Like, or, you know, Jesse Jones, who I've been told by people who work with her that, that, you know, make wrestling great again. That was her line. She wasn't fed that. She just said it and they ran with it. Give us time, you know, like, and, and, and the person that told me this said, well, she's just, that's just her and she's not meaning to offend anybody. Okay. But then give us time to understand that because you're not, you're giving us an hour where you have six women and they get five minute matches and little promos here and there. And then we're getting commercials and we don't have any investment, especially if you're not aware of them prior the season to invest in any of them you're just like oh here's a fan favorite well if you're new to this this show how how well that's not my fan favorite you know like how i don't know that person so um i'm gonna stop rambling harmony what do you think they can improve on for next season well i just man i have so many thoughts about it and and i want to be you know i want to be clear about the fact that i have not got to see a lot of complete episodes of the show, so my impression of it might not be super accurate. I, I want to see the cheesiness toned down. I agree with that. My impression of the first season is that they were just throwing everything they could at the wall to see what stuck. Yeah. Different kind of matches, different kind of team-ups. Um, here's everything we've got. We have eight episodes. Let's see what works. I, I want to see them focus on those things that work. Um, I really would like to see different people at the commentary table. That was a notable weakness of WoW from my perspective. Um, I think I'd like to see some na- like women's wrestling names that we know at the commentary table. And again, please jump in if this has happened and I'm just not aware of it. But like Allison Kay is an awesome commentator. She's been great in Rise and Shimmer. Why not bring her in? Why not bring some other people in who can bring in some personality and also talk about the wrestlers a little more intelligently instead of just like making stupid jokes about paddles and stuff. Cause that just doesn't bring anything to right. the show. Um, I'm really excited. There's going to be tag team wrestling. I hope that some of the tag team team ups that I know are available on the wow roster are allowed to participate. Like if you know, um, Holiday and Cobra Moon, aka Thunder Rosa, they're the Twisted Sisters, um, kind mm-hmm. of in the indie circuit. They are awesome together. I would love to see them run it. I'd also like to see some other really well-known women's tag teams come in. If they could get like Allie and Rosemary out of Impact somehow, let them do Demon Bunny. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to see some more established teams come in and bring that cred. And also like, I haven't seen a lot of Jesse Bell. I haven't seen a lot of what you mentioned with the Aboriginal tribe with the wrestler. And that sounds really weird and uncomfortable. I agree. That should go away. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just secondary. That'll be my last thing. I'll endorse Warren's discomfort and hope that they just get rid of that for the second season. Okay. I think, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. And I think what's important is that there is an all female women's wrestling promotion that is on TV and a weekly thing. And that was renewed that it got enough views and enough uh, support 
that it is going to be continuing. So that's I, that's what our, that's our takeaway from this whole thing. So um, I just, the, maybe the just, last thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Let's, I, 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 I wasn't sure if I was talking over someone. The, the, the one thing the the last thing that I that I that I'd like that I'd like them to do as well is, um, you know, it was a very short season to begin with, you know, and um, I think it would be good to not like tape all of your series like within I think they did it within two days two or three days something like that like it was a very they had a very short uh time frame to time frame to tape their shows I think it really does benefit when you can stretch them out and not sit on like not sit on your 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 taping schedule uh, or, or your whatever you've got in the can and just like well we let's just put this out because then you do have time to react to you know what's uh what's working what's clicking then we can uh we can twist things around that was one of my main gripes with the first long extended period of NXT UK when they led into uh when they were leading into uh, Blackpool they had so much footage taped leading into it that they had to uh you know they had to uh they had to broadcast 2 hours a week instead of the one that they had scheduled to try and cram everything in Rhea Ripley had won the title like in August something like that and it only became like canon in November it, so and then as as the show goes along you're like oh well this guy he you know that's not clicking i'm not connecting with him but they actually you know they shot an angle with him and so on and so forth so that's something that I feel it would benefit the show as well. Smaller, smaller, or, or shorter taping periods, m- more frequent, so that they can at least try stuff out, uh, change things on the fly, and see what happens. Harmony, any last thoughts? I want to get to the next news piece. <laughs> but any any last thoughts you got on this? I, I guess the only last thought I have is I agree with Warren. I'd like to see it spaced out a little more and. I really, really hope the first season ends up somewhere where it can be binge watched, like Amazon Prime or Netflix. Like, yeah, just because if you look at what that did for like Lucha Underground, for example, like their Netflix bump was huge. It did so much for that show for people to be able to access it. And I think for what they're hoping to do, they're going to even though I know they want to like keep the footage, make money off of it. I totally get it. If they just put it somewhere people can watch it, I think more and more people are going to be drawn to the product. So I just I hope that's in the plan somewhere. That's my last thought. Okay, and I agree. Um, I think there's been a lot of um, complaints about over you know international like getting to watch it internationally and all that stuff. So I hope it becomes more available. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll kind of go ahead and go into our, our third and last news quote unquote story. So March is Women's History Month. Yesterday was International Women's Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger. 
for the ones who get it done. Wednesday, and I just wanted to kind of briefly uh, talk about that because obviously with women's wrestling, you know, it's really important um, to recognize the influencers in women's wrestling. That is, uh, it's allowing us to move forward with this evolution and it's surprise, not just Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> She would like me to believe it is. She'd like me to believe WWE started all this, but it's not true. Um, that was really cool, Stephanie, to just invent women's wrestling for us. Right, and that's so nice. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Uh, so I guess what I really just want to get down to is, you know, I'll go see each one of you. We can each talk about who we think is uh, a women's wrestling influencer, whether it be in general or to you specifically, and then why. So Warren, why don't you go ahead and give us your your influencer? Man, I had I had difficulty, you know. I had trouble zeroing it down. Um, you know, I, I I'm not sure if I'm going to spoil anything that Harmony has ready, but you know, like if I'm thinking like very recently in the uptick of women's wrestling, you can't you can't discard uh, Sarah Amato, her contribution in the um, in the development of uh, women in NXT. Um, you, you know, and then I was thinking back and like Manami Toyota, who is probably the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Uh, she's so fantastic and she has such a storied history in Japanese women's wrestling. But I think I am going to go with Mildred Burke, who started wrestling in the 30s. And um, like she was she, she was something like she had an office job. She was like a like a stenographer, like the quintessential women's job, you know. Um, b- back then, and she'd wrestle by night, and um, and she uh, she actually started when she started wrestling. She started wrestling dudes because there were no other women who were wrestling. She wrestled like two hundred guys during the during the thirties and lost once. <laughs> now it 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 probably helped that you know she was in love with uh, and was married to the promoter Billy Wolf. You know that. Yeah will probably help you get over, you know, but, um, but, but, uh, she, um, she nonetheless, like she was the original women's wrestling badass back then. Uh, and then there was the whole situation. Then she and Wolf, uh, like Wolf was, he was a womanizer. He slept around a lot. They got a divorce. And then he basically blackballed her from the NWA. Like she could not wrestle anymore. Uh, and you know, if you want to talk about a screw job, uh, in the fifties, she ended up wrestling. If I'm, my memory serves me right, she ended up wrestling, um, uh, a, a woman who was, um, Billy Wolf's sister-in-law or daughter-in-law. She, yeah, it was Billy Wolf's daughter-in-law and they ended up shooting on each other. It was for a championship title. They ended up, it, it ended up being a shoot fight. It was supposed to be like a two out of three falls. Uh, and, uh, she gave up a, she gave up a, uh, she being Mildred gave up a fall to the other woman and they called the match. They ended the match there. And she was like, ah, nah. she, they were giving her, uh, she gave the, the, the other woman won the title and she, that was that, you know? Um, so it's not necessarily someone we hear about too, too often because she's not part of WWE canon, of course. But, uh, but you know, for, for the time in the thirties, doing inter- intergender wrestling in an area in a moment where no one wanted to see women wrestle. Uh, it's something that to me is, it, it's important that her story gets out and that we remember her in these types of situations because uh, what she did was absolutely remarkable. 
And I, for all the people out there who are like, why does Kristen have men on these women? What is a woman's resin podcast? Why is there men on it? Like, if there's nothing that shows you, like, how much of an advocate Warren is, he's picked three women, technically, right there, before actually choosing <laughs> one. I think that's very funny, personally. I think it's really funny. Um, I, I think I'm it's glad it choice. made you laugh, I guess. <laughs> I think it's really great. Uh, it's very, it's a very worn thing. Like, oh, choose one person. Let me name off two, and then choose one. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, Harmony. What, what do you think? Who's your influencer? Uh, so first off, I love Warren that you went with Mildred Burke. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, Thank you. So I also struggled with the idea of an influencer. I kind of, I guess, I went the circuitous Warren route. I was like, I, I thought about. Um, Japanese women's wrestling, obviously, like Mako Satomura is a huge influence who's finally getting her due, which is awesome. Um, Bull Nakano is like my, in my heart, my favorite wrestler of all time. So I thought about talking about her for a bit. Um, but I really want to talk about Lou Fisto mm-hmm. because Lou Fisto is, she's a pioneer. And we recently got the very, very unfortunate news that she is actually retiring. Um, this is the third time she has retired, but I think this one's going to stick because apparently her knee just no longer has cartilage in it, which makes it hard to wrestle. But um, she's a wrestler from Canada. She is, she's been active for 21 years. She's basically like the Aja Kong of North American women's wrestling. Like she's been active forever. She's done it all. She started in Quebec. Like, she has held so many titles. She was the first CZW Ironman champion that was female. Um, she was banned from wrestling in Ontario for a time because she wanted to do an intergender contest and the sports commission said no and she fought it and won. Like, she's worked so hard and she's done so much not just to bring herself up but to support other women's wrestlers as well. Like, I, I've got, I got to know her through watching Shimmer. Um, she's kind of the mainstay of, like, the Shimmer roster. Um and she's done so much to train and support and promote other women it's an amazing thing to see like she was on team pog with jordan grace for a while and like she actually kind of helped jordan grace edit and put together that dms of an indie wrestler guide that she did like she's been really supportive of mia yim um she's done all of these great things to help other women and she's also been in all of these super hardcore amazing matches with dudes like she has a match with necro butcher that's like one of the scariest things i've ever seen in my life yeah (laughs) it's amazing um and through this all she has just been like like she's tough and she's hardcore and she's brave like and she's a really really technically talented wrestler like her burning hammer it's i've seen it in person it brought tears to my eyes just fucking beautiful and she's given her life in her like I mean 21 years to this business and like to this day she's not been signed with a major company I don't think she gets the respect she deserves I don't think she gets the love she deserves and I'm sorry if that was rambling I get very emotional about Lufisto but my my hope is that now that her career may actually be ending people will look back and really realize what she gave to wrestling and the fact that intergender wrestling is what it is and the fact that shimmer is what it is like all of these like, Stephanie McMahon likes to think that she started the Women's Revolution. I think Lufisto actually started the Women's Revolution. And I just hope she gets the credit she deserves for that. 
and I, I mean, that's an amazing choice. And I actually have an interview in the works for Fightful with Lufisto. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just got the questions to her a few days ago, and uh, she's going to make the decision whether or not to write out the answers or get on the phone with me. And I think we probably decided that she could write them out because I want her to spend the time, since this is her retirement interview, quote unquote, to really, you know, go through. And and then I, it's easier for me to deal with long quotes than it is to sit and and like make somebody sit with me for two three hours to go over and talk with me so um i think that's what she's going to do is kind of write her own little her quotes for me but um yeah that's coming soon to fightful she just dm'd me today and said that she got the questions so i'm hoping knowing her she's very quick on getting them back so it's a really great choice i want to go ahead and apologize if you can hear at all in the next 20 minutes my landlord <laughs> is oh. over my uh, showerhead just decided to pop off the other day. Like it was like, I can't take this pressure. And it just popped off and <laughs> fell. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then I tried to do like my, like my mom would do and like get up there and try to fix it myself. And it's, it's so, it's so, it's on there so tight that I can't get the shower head off. So I had to call him and he's here. Couldn't do anything about it, but he promised he would be quiet. So we'll see. Uh, so I apologize if you can hear some banging or anything. Uh, really quickly, my person, um, for obvious reasons, is Renee Young. Um, yay. Yeah, yay! Um, you know, when I think of somebody who really influences my life and makes it easy for me to push forward in my job, Renee Young's an easy choice. You know, and she she has a really rich background. You know, wrestling was not where she was going to end up originally, and in her mind. You know, she uh, was, um, you know, she was trained in improv. She had moved to L.A. to become a, a comedy actress. That didn't work out so well for her. She went back to Toronto um, and started doing sports uh, broadcasting for The Score. So she did all kinds of sports broadcasting before she ever got to wrestling. In 2012 is when she signed with WWE. And then a quick year later, she's on commentary. A uh, long five years later, she's the first woman to call an entire episode of Raw. Um, and then... You know, she's filling in for Coachman. And I think, like, less than a month later, WWE's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And now she's full-time. Um, she's done a lot of firsts for women in journalism, especially for WWE. And I think she's personally an inspiration that, you know, you... I didn't start off with wrestling, obviously. I started off in all sorts of sports as well. So I think it's... To me, she's an inspiration that there's no ceiling and that you can keep reaching up and up and up and that you can keep evolving, that you don't have to be like, well, I started in basketball, so I have to say basketball. Like, no, you can you can keep reaching out and relearning things and learning new things. Um, she's a huge inspiration for me. Um, we'll go ahead then and get into our, what's probably going to be the longest um, aspect of this of this uh, podcast, which is fast lane predictions, because it's such a Bumble fuck, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, so, so we'll start with the, the 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 hardest one, which in my head it's like it's like that puzzle box that that you open in Hellraiser, and then Pinhead shows up to take you to hell with him with all his chenobites. <laughs> that's this that's this that's this match for me is the Becky versus Charlotte. So for those who are listening to a wrestling podcast but never watch wrestling for some reason. Um, <laughs> Becky is injured. I love Charlotte... this segue. I'm excited now. <laughs> right. Becky, Becky is uh, in, injured, quote unquote. 
And um, through some fuck all, she won the Royal Rumble, but was taken away from the actual WrestleMania match by Vince, supposedly. And then Charlotte was thrown in just because. And now we've landed at this where Becky and Charlotte have to fight each other. Uh, Charlotte, for some reason, gets it in no matter what. And she will be in the WrestleMania match no matter the outcome. But Becky, if she wins, she's in the WrestleMania match. If she's not, if she doesn't win, she's not. Um, and her suspension keeps going. What? So, mm-hmm. Harmony, why don't you give me your thoughts on this in your final prediction? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and good luck. <laughs> um, so, yes, this is the lament configuration of Fastlane. Like, <laughs> I... I so, and I love the idea of Charlotte Flair is just like the pinhead of WWE's women's yes. wrestling, where she'll just appear out of a closet and be like, surprise! Yep. Yep. Like, <laughs> you open the puzzle box! Yep. Do I, yep. I don't... I, I, I feel a little frustrated with this first off, because like a Becky versus Charlotte, like them having a rivalry is what I was rooting for, like, for most of the last couple of years. Like, I've been waiting for this to happen. I've been waiting for the pin to get pulled on it. I'm so happy it's actually happening. I hate the way that it is actually unfolding, which is just a thing with WWE. It's like everything, it's like a monkey's paw of wrestling. Like every wish I make comes back and bites me in the ass with this company. And I've just yeah. like made peace with it. Um, I agree. I don't understand why Becky Lynch has to fight to keep her WrestleMania slot because she won the Royal Rumble. Like That makes no sense. It, it doesn't. It's like, why should I give a fuck about anything that happens on WWE if Vince McMahon can just get bored and change it? Like, right. what, why should I be invested in it at all? Right. Yeah, sorry. Okay. But like, okay, if that's how they're going to play it, then fine. I'll just watch the match. Um, obviously, obviously Becky's going to win. There's That's the other thing that's stupid about this decision. It takes all of the narrative tension out of it because... There's no fucking way that Becky's not going to be in that WrestleMania match. Like, it's just not going to happen. So I guess we're going to watch Becky and Charlotte have a match. I'm confident it's going to be a good match because it's always fun to watch them wrestle. And it'll either be cool and Becky will win or there will be some stupid interference ass pull, probably from Ronda Rousey. Um, And Becky will win by accident. But whatever, Becky's going to win and I'll just patiently wait until wrestlemania for this whole clusterfuck to settle down that's my <laughs> prediction it will be annoying until wrestlemania <laughs> more in thoughts <laughs> <clears throat> yes i do have a few thoughts thank you just, just a few yeah. just a few um you know it's 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 um it's amazing isn't it how wwe can have a sure thing in their hands and still find a way to make make something really convoluted and bizarre and just make things really more complicated than they should. Don't you don't you find that they're really <laughs> capable of that? That's the that's like their number one skill. It wasn't it wasn't hard. It really wasn't hard. You have Becky Lynch win the Royal Rumble. She's hurt. She's injured. Okay, you want to suspend her, whatever, but she's hurt. She has to claw her way back to her spot, and then she wins her spot at WrestleMania. It's it's pretty simple, you know. You know, underdog. We love ourselves a good underdog. She's been a legitimate underdog in the in the eyes of fans uh, since uh, what mid two thousand seventeen. 
when they when she dropped the SmackDown Women's Title and they were they, nobody was and WWE wasn't doing anything with her. So I don't understand how any of this made any sense to anyone sitting around a table. Like Harmony said, Becky Lynch's. If Becky Lynch is supposed to be this new, and I hate to say it, I hate to go down the comparison, this comparison road, but if she's supposed to be like a new Stone Cold-esque, let's call it that, uh, baby face, where she does whatever she wants, it's her rule, she doesn't trust anyone, her fight had to be, it's very simple, hey, I won the Royal Rumble, you should not be taking this away from me. And those are words that should have come out of her mouth regularly every promo she had a chance to do so i understand that she didn't want to you know the the whole thing you know it's like i don't want to get checked out by wwe doctors i don't trust you people with and that makes sense why would you trust stephanie mcmahon and triple h really it all makes sense they were being affable baby faces in this situation but we completely understand why she wanted she wanted to do it why she wouldn't want to do it. Why she wouldn't want to be checked out. So she gets suspended. Charlotte gets thrown in. So on and so forth. Then magically, last week, oh, the suspension is lifted. I'm a magical leprechaun. And I come and I lift. I take away all of the suspension. Oh, there will no be charges pressed. Everything will be fine. Don't you worry. Oh, my God. And it's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> it's just my moment, I guess. Why? Why did we? Why did we sit through everything about wanting Becky to get her her place back? All the injustices when just like that, she gets everything. Everything's backhanded to her. I'll tell you why. It's because Ron, they decided to turn Ronda Rousey within uh, within four to five days. That's why they did it because they didn't know what they were doing otherwise. It's it's so weird. Like, like and if I had been booking this, I would have put real stakes to this match. I would have put, okay, listen, Charlotte versus uh, Becky. If Becky wins, she gets the spot at WrestleMania. Whoever wins faces Ronda at WrestleMania. It's just that simple. Charlotte has no real stakes to this match other than having Becky being added in. And, and I mean, be, having someone else added to the match, no big deal. You just watch some tapes, train for them. You know, it's like get ready. But otherwise... She doesn't have any real stakes. There's no real reason that Charlotte would want to absolutely win this match. This is, I would have put it like whoever wins faces Ronda one on one at WrestleMania, and that it, I'm okay with the triple threat, but ultimately that's what I would have wanted a one on one match at WrestleMania, not a triple threat. What's your prediction, Warren? <laughs> uh, Becky wins. God damn it. Becky wins. <laughs> Okay, I need to get more like I need to take tips from Sean because if you ever watch Fightful Pods with Warren and Sean, Warren is so much more timid and unhandled oh. and like doesn't go on these roundabout like twelve minute rants. And then he gets on my pod this wasn't and it's like twelve minutes. Free! Hang on a second. I'm free. <laughs> it wasn't twelve minutes. Well, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> He's got a lot in his heart. It's all right. It's I mean, thank you, Harmony. I, well, Harmony, don't okay. Because you don't have Harmony I, on the show again. I want to. Do I I talked to I talked to him like multiple times a day, and it's like, man, I could tell you word for word what he was probably going to say. Um, <laughs> I would that podcast, if you ever want to do that. Okay, cool. Um, 
so yeah, for me, it's sort of like somebody, whoever wrote this, whether it be the actual McMahons or creative, whoever decided this route they were going to be, it's like they took a page from my um, book in college and I, where I just wrote a paper the day of, like two hours before it was due, half hungover, you know, like just not paying attention. <laughs> And then got it back, and in red, it was like, what, how did you come up with this ending with all of this? Like, what? You know? They they don't get it. It's sort of like they took a, a page out of my book, and I, I agree. It's so convoluted to get to where they were going to get anyway. I feel like there was a much easier path, but we all know that they don't listen to us, no matter how many times they tell us they do listen to us, and that they don't take the easy way to anything. Because they think that you know, the more convoluted something is, more entertaining it is. But we all know that's not true. That's not true. You they know, gotta swerve us. Got to swerve. Got to keep it's us like, on our toes. It's like they want to make the movie Inception every week. We don't need all these layers, and we don't need all of that. Just give us what we want. Um, obviously, the prediction is Becky. The end. Let's talk about the next match. Uh, SmackDown Women's Title Match. The Where's Asuka? Asuka versus Oh, what? Mandy Rose, uh, Warren, tell us about this match and then what? What's your prediction? Um, I, I, yeah, well, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a, sh- it, the way they've handled Oscar, the way they've handled Oscar since she, since uh, Royal Rumble, makes absolute zero sense because she had Becky Lynch tap clean. She won against Becky Lynch, the top babyface in the company. Clean. And mm-hmm. she's barely been on television. Um, and uh, I think it just goes to show how still very short-sighted booking is in WWE. Because the top three women in the in the company are vying for one single title. And two of those women aren't even on the Raw brand. They're on SmackDown. So Asuka mm-hmm. ends up with a with an empty not an empty, but a a roster of women who haven't been properly built up as contenders to the title. Oh, but Naomi. No, Na- she Asuka fought Naomi right after Royal Rumble and beat her. Pretty fair and square. No questions asked. And it wasn't even that good a match. But, you know, that, that one's out of the way. So, again, if, if WWE is you know, looking to build their women uh, and, and create, you know, real stars and real and and elevate them. Well, on one hand, they do have to do things like they're doing right now with Mandy Rose, where they have to put her in matches with Oscar, not only because of the profile, but because just wrestling with someone like Oscar, who is a vet who can uh, accompany and show Mandy stuff in the ring, you know, like it, 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 Working with talented people will rub off on you. So it's good for Mandy what they're doing. You know, and everyone's like, oh, what a Mandy Roseman. But who else would it have been on the SmackDown roster? We would have said the same thing about Sonya Deville. We would have probably got a better match out of it. But Sonya's not anymore, isn't in any better position. The Iconics aren't either. Naomi's been all but squishity squashed. You know, I mean, there's... They 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 um, painted themselves into a corner, and I think we're seeing the results here. And I have no idea what they have ready 
for Asuka at WrestleMania. But as far as, far as Fastlane goes, Asuka wins. There's no question in my mind. I mean, do you... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to jump in here because Sonya Deville would have been such a better opponent for Asuka. Yeah. Come on, dude. Oh, really? Sure. Like, now, I... I've been really frustrated with Asuka's thing. I'm also like, I can't figure out whether I don't like Mandy Rhodes or I don't like Corey Graves talking about Mandy Rhodes. <laughs> the latter. For me, like, I'm not, like, yeah. If Corey Graves could just maybe just be escorted away from the commentary table from her matches, I probably <laughs> would at least be able to watch them. He's kind of turning into a modern day Jerry Lawler, isn't he? Yeah, but he also, uh, he's just such a fucking creep. I'm so tired of hearing his voice. I I don't, I don't understand why everybody's okay with him talking about female talent like he does. Like, the one highlight is whenever Beth Phoenix tells him to shut up when they share a commentary table, like an angel gets their wings. That's the best part of my night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so it's not entirely Mandy's fault that she's not my favorite wrestler. I that being said, I just I feel like Sonya Deville would have been such a better opponent. We would have gotten better matches. Sonya Deville makes more sense. Sonya Deville is also good at those like scrappy back and forth programs that you'd want to see with Oscar versus like an up and comer. Like Sonya's program with Ruby Riot in NXT was like really fun to watch because of that. And Mandy's just like she's just not there yet, and it's not a bash on her. I just I don't think. I don't think she's able to carry those matches like she needs to be for them to be watchable. And it just, it makes her look undertrained and it makes Asuka look like her title run is being wasted, which for Asuka is true. Like, I don't understand why they're not giving her more to do. I don't understand why, like, okay, if there's no one for her to wrestle her on SmackDown, find someone on Raw, let her go do stuff at NXT. Like, the, the pay-per-views are dual branded now. So why can't they find a single person to wrestle Asuka who can actually like give us a credible challenge and a good match? Right. I, yeah. So I think Asuka's going to win unless WWE continues their history of making me sad, in which case Mandy Rose will win. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I want to preface by saying that I'm not, you know, I've heard the Mandy hate train, right? Like I'm not on that train. I don't hate her. I don't think that she obviously is on the same level as Asuka. They haven't made her on the same level as Asuka. They could easily give her more time to build that up and train and all. But, you know, she just came out of this disgusting, weird feud with Naomi. Well, I'm going to take your man because you laughed at me once or something. Like, I mean, they, they put her from that feud to Asuka. But what? So nobody believes it. And you're right. Graves is disgusting when she comes out. It's so gross. And it makes it very hard to want to like her. Like, their treatment of her makes it hard for me to like her. Not her. She's done nothing to make me like, oh, I don't like her. It's all them. It's all them. And how they treat her and where they put her. That's what makes it disgusting to me. My fear is that you're that you're right, that they hate their fans and that they let Mandy win. <sighs> <laughs> I mean that's my that's my biggest fear. Uh I would I'm just gonna be hopeful and say that Oscar wins. Um and that they learn that, you know, maybe they thought that we were too dumb to handle two big feuds at the same time in the women's division, but we're not. You can build up two huge feuds, it's completely possible. Um, and give those women on SmackDown a chance. I mean, hello, 
Nikki Cross. Yes. Like, hello, you bring up somebody who is already, like, she's already likable. Everybody likes her. She's already got these weird, like, mini feuds with people behind the scenes, you know? Like, she just wants to play with everybody. Why not, you know, who's ready for Asuka? Well, Nikki wants to play with Asuka. Nikki's ready to play. Like, why don't you give that to her? You could have had that from the beginning. You could have brought her in and said, here's your feud from the second she was brought up, but they didn't do that. They got all flustered with the Ronda shit, and they probably got too many people on that, but they couldn't handle another feud. <sighs> like, let me write. Uh, just, just let me do it. I can do it. <laughs> let me in, coach. But they won't. Uh, my prediction for this is Asuka, and and I'm just going to I'm gonna be hopeful and end it with that. Um, the last women's match for Fastlane is one that's much simpler and nicer and sweeter. Uh, we have a women's tag team title match, Boston Hug Connections with Sasha and Bailey versus, I forgot their stupid name, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina. The Simone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was still like the, no, I don't know. I, I don't pay much attention to them, I guess, because it's like all cringe when I watch them. <laughs> Harmony, what's your prediction there, dear? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> obviously, unless something goes super weird, I feel like Boss and Hug are going to take this one. Yeah. Um, the one thing that gives me pause is I think they might want to build up some kind of rivalry for WrestleMania. And in that case, we might see Bailey and Sasha drop the titles briefly just so they can get them back. I feel like that's a possibility. Um, but also, we've seen. The fact that we've seen Bailey and Sasha start to appear on NXT and they've been showing up at NXT house shows and tapings, that that tells me that they're going to be hanging on to those belts for a while because they're they're trying to build up cross competition, mm-hmm. especially the fact that like um, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane recently posted on Twitter that they got to meet Boston Hudge Connection and they want to challenge for the belts. I was just like, fuck yes, that at WrestleMania, please. Um, I guess the fact I'm talking about another match shows how not excited I am about this match. So... I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's a walk in the park. It's going to be Sasha and Bailey. Um, I'm sure Naya will do something scary and Tamina will stand there silently for a while and then it'll be over. That's my prediction. All right. Uh, you, what, what say you, Warren? I echo everything Harmony just said. Uh, I, I really do believe that they're going to stretch this out. This being uh, Boston Hug is champions for a while because they're sort of becoming ambassadors of those titles. You know, they're they, they're hyping the fact that, oh, we're going to defend them on SmackDown, on NXT, but it hasn't happened yet. So they're going to do a round of title defenses like that. I my I'm actually predicting that Boston Hug are going to uh, defend the titles at TakeOver. And that would be really sweet because the res- on top of that, the reception that Becky and uh, not Becky, excuse me, that Bailey and Sasha have been having since popping you know, popping up at NXT house shows and just that NXT taping that they did, what it was uh, that they aired two weeks ago now, the reaction they got, I mean, the crowd would eat it up. I mean, it'd be such a fantastic moment. And will it be against Io uh, and Kyrie? I'd be down for that. Why not? That'd be a that'd be great. But I'm really thinking they're going to hang on to them right into right into WrestleMania because they're going to use they're going to use them on Takeover, which is fantastic. And um, and there's, I mean, why would you put any titles on Nia Jackson Tamina? Like, right. why? <sighs> why though? 
<laughs> I agree. I think they've been building them up um, at these NXT NXT shows. NXT house shows for a reason. Um, they're clearly, I mean, they're clearly the most likable as far as like the the tag teams could have been chosen. They're clearly the most likable choice, and they clearly did so much in NXT. So throwing them down there to sort of promote, quote unquote, the titles is huge. I think they're doing the right thing. And what was it? A few days ago, they went to NXT Pittsburgh and they fought Rhea Ripley and Reyna Gonzalez. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, (laughs) when I saw Rhea Ripley and and Reyna Gonzalez with with those two, my heart, like, be still. Like, I was so excited because hello. You could not put a more perfect person against the sweetheart Bailey than Rhea Ripley. Like you couldn't. There is nobody, even Shayna Baszler. There's nobody more vicious and fearsome and like scares the shit out of me than Rhea Ripley. And then you got this sweetheart Bailey, and it's like perfect. And it gets me excited because I know this is NXT, but it gets me excited that they're thinking of like, hey, NXT UK, let's throw them in there. Yes, please. Give me some of that. Give me some cross-branding because I love it. Um, I think, personally, that Sasha and Bayley are going to come out of it just because they've obviously been pushing them with Kyrie and Io and now Rhea and Reyna. Let's let's get them all together. Um, I, think that's their, I think that's their plan. I think it's going to be a pretty decent match just because, you know, Nia and Tamina are bigger. But uh, I, I think that in the end that that's going to be the goal is that those two win. And, and let's be honest, Ripley and Gonzalez are are what WWE would like Nia Jax and Tamina to be. Right. Let's right. be frank. That's what they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see uh, Rhea Ripley and Reina Gonzalez uh, at the NXT show in Columbus, and they are so good together as a tag team. Yes. Yes. Like, they're so fun, and Rhea Ripley is terrifying, like, in person. Yeah. She's... Oh. I, I kind of wanted to hide from her, and I also kind of wanted to propose to her. I got <laughs> exactly how I feel. Exactly how I feel. She and she fought Candice LeRae, so that's kind of like a, a similar personality split. Like Bailey and Candice feel very similar to me, and the chemistry was awesome. So I think, yeah, I would love to see that Sasha and Bailey versus Rena and Rhea. I agree. Um, so that's our predictions for fast lanes. We'll go ahead and wrap this up because we've gone. Slightly over an hour. Not that Sean cares. Sean lets me do whatever I want because he knows where the money's at, right? <laughs> um, that's right. That's right. Warren, why don't you go ahead and tell the people where they can find you? YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes is where I do uh, post shows, Raw and SmackDown post shows every Monday and uh, Tuesday evening. I also do uh, prediction shows when uh, pay-per-views come around. I did a re- recently one for, for Fastlane over on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And I'm also on Fightful Select where I do my 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap show. So if you subscribe to that, you can check that every week. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. <laughs> Mr. Dot Warren Hayes. Uh, Harmony, my friend, plug away. <laughs> so I am not as prolific as Mr. Warren Hayes, but um, I am able to be found on the internet. You, The easiest thing to do is just Google it. Uh, if you Google Daily DDT and Harmony, all my writing, wrestling writing pops up. I'm at HarmonyCox.com. That's kind of like where all of my content lives. And you can always come talk to me about women's wrestling on Twitter at Harmonopoly. 
awesome. And no one is as prolific as Mr. Dot Warren Hayes. Uh, <laughs> do yourself a favor and subscribe to Fightful Select. It's $5 a month to get all kinds of scoops. Hey, some of them I actually gave to Sean. He'll probably tell you otherwise. But some of them, some of them are for me. Pretty cool. Uh, go to Steve Dirt and get all your women's wrestling news there. I've still got a few more uh, wild spotlight pieces that are dropping. Um, check out our Pioneer series uh, for the Women's History Month. We are uh, profiling uh, women's wrestling influencers. Each one of our staff members is doing that. So check that out. I have some future interviews coming up. Lufisto, for instance, for Fightful. And then I also have an interview piece that will be in before the end of March where I interview women wrestlers on who they were influenced by uh, for Women's History Month. Um, and then we'll have a future episode. As far as I know right now, we have Joe Soriano coming back and then Scarlett Harris, who is new to the show. I'm hoping. We haven't officially made that official yet, so don't quote me. But that's my hope. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to Warren Rant. I know it's hard. Uh, thank you to Harmony for being, <laughs> for being on the show. She's a delight, and it was my first time getting her on any podcast, and I'm super, super happy that I got her. Um, thanks for... Thanks for stopping by, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Later. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.